this is, well, so we'll just say seven months, right? We were talking about the basics and how we're gonna apply those to our lives. So we hear about our love walk, we hear about how we treat others, we hear about um, the foundation, what our faith brings, and how do we apply these to our regular lives is kind of like where I was. Um, I, I was out to dinner one night and I was having a conversation and it, it simply popped into my spirit like that quick. We don't know, um, we, don't, we don't know what other folks are going through, right? So when we, when we see faces, it's just like they're outward, they're outward face, and we don't really know what they're going through. So um, I want to talk to you about the basic stuff and, and how, how we can apply it. So I'm, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to use James 1, uh, 22 and 25. All right, so here's what I have. Um, it, this might only be to 23. So it says, but prove yourself doers of the word actively and continually, obeying God's presence and not merely listeners who fail to internalize its meanings and deluding yourself um, that I understand reasoning contrary to the truth, right? So, what, you know, we all know what this says, be doers, right? So how, how, do you, how do you put this word into action? Like, how do you, once you have it, how do, you, how do you use it, right? So a couple of terms and definitions I'm gonna give, and I think I might be using these interchangeably, and I'll explain why, hopefully it'll, you'll, you'll understand. So um, jokingly, people call me basic, right? I'm a basic girl, and apparently that's a negative connotation, but I wanna give you guys a definition of it. <laughs> the essential facts or principles of the subject or skill forming an essential foundation or a starting point, fundamental. So I'm going to stand here today on the 29th of July, 2018, the year of the Lord, right? And say, so you can call me basic all you want, because this definition says that I am the essential foundation. That's it. So call me whatever you want. You can put a capital B on the basic. I'm the, I'm the essential foundation. And because I'm doing the work of the Lord, there's a reason why. So continue to do that. So the second definition is shallow, right? And it means of little depth. So we know, we all know that. So, the opposite of basic is unnecessary or insignificant. So you're gonna call me basic? Okay, I'm right with that, I'm right. And then here's the last one, right? So it's deep. Difficult to penetrate or to understand. Obtrusive, a deep allegory, I don't know what that word means. Um, or, or not superficial, right? So you're not, you're not surfacy. So when you're deep, you, you know that you can Put your feet in the ground, dig in, and, and kind of attack something because you have all that information, and you, your mind works like that. So when we're talking about the basics, right, we're talking about the foundation or the, the fundamental things that we need to know, that we need to do. All right. So here it is. So the first thing, we need to know the word. Now, how do you get to know the word? Come in here today. When you're reading on your own, when you're listening to music, when you're listening to um, edifying music, music that'll edify your spirit, right? This is how you're going to start building up. I want to say filling your cup, because I think I might have an example. So you're going to start filling yourself up, and you're, you're going to start filling in those shallow parts of yourself with the, with the knowledge, because you're going to be able to one day stand up here and have a conversation with someone, whether it's a testimony, or when someone asks you to preach unexpectedly and, and you have to come up with information, you have this information inside of you. 
So you're going to come to Bible studies. You're going to go to fellowships. You're going to be with people like yourself who know the Lord. Right? right? So um, in Hebrews 10 and 25, it talks about doing this. That's the second meeting together as the believers they worship um, for the inst instruction as it comes to a habit for encouraging others. Right? So when we come together, we hear this information about um, what the Bible says, what Jesus says, what happened for this example, or how you know, the, the folks were walking through the wilderness for 40 years, but the Lord was leading them. Yes. And they were, they were showing them how, how to humble themselves, right? Because they knew once they got out of there, things were going to happen. And if they weren't able to dig deep into themselves and say, you know, instead of saying, why, Lord, why? Why am I here? Why am I still standing in the same spot that I was 40 years ago? They went and trusted the Lord and did whatever, right? So when we have situations that come to us and we feel ourselves still in the same situation that's similar to something that we were in years ago, there's a reason for that. God wants to be able to trust us. And he might have us in something longer than what we expect, but what we don't know is what is the blessing coming when we hit that other side, right. right? So we're not going to be able to get there, and we're going to keep questioning, how come this hasn't happened to me? Why can't I do this? And why can't I? And why did she do that? And why did he? Here's why. Because the Lord has something bigger and better for you. Bigger and better. And your bigger and better might not be 16 degrees, right? It might not be your four degrees in your doctorate. Your bigger and better just might be, it just might be a job, period, right? When you go to work nine to five or four to 12 or whatever it is, because the Lord has you in a place for a reason. He needs you to be there. And you may not know it, and I, and I have, I, I'll tell you in a story in a second, but you may not know it when you're there. And when it hits you, you're gonna sit back and be like, man, how did I miss all those signs? All right. I, I wanted to tell you this later. I, I'm going to put this in here now. So I, last year, was offered a position to work for a company. Uh, and I called it a step down, but I ended up a step down as a title, right? Because I like to be called big names because that's what I think I need. Lord, so that's not what you need. What you need is bring your tail to work every day, work nine to five, and you come home and take care of your family. That's what you need. Okay. So, so I go to this job, and I'm killing it. I'm knocking it out of the box, hitting every goal, doing everything. September, I get called into the office, and I'm being told my position's being eliminated. I'm like, mine? What do you mean? Well, they moved their department back to another state, to a diff different state, and I wasn't allowed to work. So I'm mad mad because I'm so good at this, right? So I'm mad. I'm like, okay, I'm way home. Looked up this number on the phone. Hi, U.S. Medical, this is Mary Hunter. Are you looking for a job? Yeah, we are. Interviewed the next day, got an offer on the third day. I'm like, yeah, more money. I got a title now, so now I'm good. Let me tell you, I go and I give my two weeks notice. Still working, giving it my, you know, 100% that I do. Still doing it. Enough to where I leave in October, my things that I were doing are still being counted for in November. Okay, because I'm not good. But it's really the Lord, right? So let, let's let... <laughs> because that uh, humble and that modesty, right? We just left that part out. So I go to this job, and that first day I hate it. Horrible. 
absolutely, I'm leaving. This is horrible, it's not for me. I hate it. Here I am nine months later. And I still don't know why I'm in this horrible, horrible position. I don't care about the money at this point. I just want to do what I love and help people because this is what we do. No. So, two weeks ago, there's, so there's this, we call her a mountain. We'll just say that, right, because that's what we're used to. In my way. I'm like, lady, listen, I don't care if you're a partner. I don't care if you're the owner. Your way of management is horrible. I've doubled the amount of hours, again, because I'm great at what I do, doubled the amount of hours from when I started in six months where the same girl who was had this desk for three years never made it past 1,700 hours. So now I'm at 3,300 hours consistently, right? So every time I make a suggestion, she shoots it down. Every time I offer this, she shoots it down. Okay, I'm mad. Every day I come home, face the tour, man, I hate my job. I can't believe this. This lady's horrible. She doesn't have to talk to people. So, I teach my children, it's not how you talk to, it's not how they talk to you, it's how you talk to them. So I make a point, because my mom said when you walk into my house, you say hello. So every morning, hi everybody, how are you, how you doing? It's so much that I get on people's nerves and I get it, right? So this one girl doesn't speak, she walks in with her headphones on, I'm like, good morning Kristen. She's like, good morning Kristen. A couple of weeks ago, I'm told I'm moving departments. Okay. Great. Go home. Do you believe all this work I did and they're taking me out of this department to this one? Dave's like, so what? Kill it there too. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the next day I go back to work. So I'm starting the transition. Dave has an event in Philadelphia. Me and one of the girls I work with, we go out to dinner, we're hanging out, and through our conversation, you know, I had to circle back a little bit, through our conversation, I see her with bruises on her arms one day, a couple months ago, I'm like, what the heck happened to you? And she's like, oh, I walked into the cabinet, and I'm like, I use that. It's not a cabinet, is it? Let it go. A couple months after that, I see similar bruises, but now have makeup on them. So now she's aware that I know, so now she's trying to cover it up. And it's summertime, it's hot in our office, it's hot outside, so I get it. So during our conversation at dinner, we uh, moved it to where Dave was staying, and we're having this conversation, she tells me, I don't know how to get out of it. I'm like, get out of what? She's like, I don't know how to get out of this relationship. What do I do? That quick, the light bulb went off, and I said, I'm no longer a friend. I'm here for ministry. I am put in this place as much as I hate it because somebody here needs me. Somebody here needs me. So we had this conversation. I offered as much information as I possibly could. You know, I sympathized with her. I empathized with her. told her I'm familiar with it. I said, let's back this up a bit, and let's, let me help you. So if I wasn't prepared, if I hadn't learned what I learned, and she had that conversation with, with me, I would have went to the straight girlfriend route. Girl, you need to get out of there, you need to kick his tail, leave, pack your bags. But I'm not like that, right? So I'm, I'm, I try to be, I try not to be fight or flight. What is that, right? I always want to find out what the source is and kind of get to it. So, and it hit me that day. So that Monday I go to work, and again, knowing what I know in the Lord, I'm in this new position, and how am I going to do this? And people are just being very secretive and weird, whatever. So I, I train, 
the owner, one of the co-owners, calls out on Friday. Like, you own the company. How are you calling out? Now I have to cover her desk. Because this was my boss. I now have to cover her desk. So as I'm sitting at her desk, I see all these emails. Okay. I mean, you put me here. Again, because my worldly self is like, let me read all these emails. But they, they're just showing up, and they're right there, and I'm reading them, and I'm like, again. So there was some kind of verbal conversation where the owner of the company is now leaving. So she's being sold, like they're buying her out. My thought is, and that's why you don't mess with God's people. That's why. So my mountain has now moved, right? So now, here we are. It's a full circle. If I didn't know how to apply those principles, I could have went to all these girls in the office and be like, do you believe? And she, and now she's, no. What I did was I just took that back and I knew I'm here for a reason. People in this office need me. So one of the other VPs comes over. She's like, I need you to run this, this, and this. I need you to stand here, here, and here. And I need you to work with this, this, and this. I'll do whatever you need, but you're not going to take advantage of me. And she says to me, I know you're here for something. I don't know what it is, but I need your help. How can you help me? And I said, that's nothing but the Lord. So applying the principles that we have of these basic things. So my, my, applying the principles, right, with these basic things. We need to assemble ourselves, right? Fail not to assemble ourselves because this is how we're going to fill our cups and this is how people knew that they can come to me. Forty people in this office, this girl comes to me. I've only been there nine months. She's been there two years, right? So she needed me. We need to know how to connect the biblical things to what's happening in our lives today. And a lot of times it's just a matter of being there. It's not that serious all the time, right? I want to use the word deep, but in the negative connotation, right? It's not that deep. Here you could be servicey. Just be with somebody. Just stand next to somebody. Now, I'm not a hugger. And I don't love anyone less because they are or anybody more because they are. I am just not a hugger. I'll do a high five, handshake, pound, whatever. But if you see someone down, like I know when Dave and I, he works. So he tells me, he tells me when he's home, I just, I have to work on this. Can you hang out with me? I'm like, what am I doing? You're working. Like, I don't, he doesn't, he doesn't need me there, but he wants me there. Because it's still our time together. And every now and then he'll look up and have a conversation. But if you want to spend that time with the Lord, right, because this is what's, this is what's helping us fill ourselves up, right, is when we spend time. That's what he needed that night. He just, just be here. I don't need you to talk to me. I don't need you to fix it. Just be. And that's how the Lord wants us to be. So if I'm standing here and I'm telling you this story about my friend and why I'm here, do you all have a friend like that? Do you, do, do you guys have a friend that just needs you to be there? And I find it interesting that we sometimes can't see past ourselves to know how God wants to use us. So when we start shutting that self down, like that self down, and start letting God come into you, you'll start to see these things, how this girl needed me here, how whoever needed me here, how Cindy needed me that one day to teach these other girls how to do stuff, because there was something that happened. I'm not afraid. When I tell you, this man asked me to come up here, I said, for what? He said, well, you're going to, no, I'm not. He's like, well, minister, I think you're going to have to. I'm like, no, I'm good behind the scenes. I'll organize the kids. I'll do a tea any day of the week. I'll talk to these people. They know too much. Right? Just a different perspective. 
just a different perspective. We're all saying the same thing, and sometimes we miss it. I listened to one message, I don't know, 50 times, and I'm like, oh, how did I miss that the first 49 times I heard it? I'm like, oh, that was good. But we talk about our love cup and how we have to share something. Can I borrow your cups over here? Dave, can you come and can you bring that bowl that's in my, in my dish? Can I walk over here? So when we talk about our love walk and how we fill each other up, this is what happens. This is my husband. His birthday was three days ago. He's finally 40. All right, watch this. Come up here. This guy's giving us the evil eye. Hold this right here. See this cup? Hold this cup, too. Watch. So we're going to fill this up. Here's us. This is me. Right. Dave asked me for something. Let me give you what I can. I don't have much. Right, it's almost full, but I don't have much. And he's still asking, asking, asking. All right. So as he keeps asking me for stuff, and I mean stuff like he needs help. Right, he needs, he needs prayer, he needs whatever. When it, with this guy, what happens to you, right? I can give him some, I'm full. I can give him whatever he wants. I'm, I walk in love, I smile everywhere I go. I say hi to people and get on their nerves, right? Watch this. What happened? Oh my goodness, I overflowed it. Watch, hold that cup steady, ready? Dave comes over to me and he needs help with something. Guess what I'm gonna do? It's gonna spill on the floor, watch. My cup's still gonna be full. I'm gonna bless him with my overflow. That's how we're going to work. This is how, this is how our lives are going to be, because we're... Sorry. <laughs> you ready? All right, we're going to walk over to the stage. All right, you got it. So that's how we're going to work. We're going to fail not to assemble ourselves. We're going to apply the word in everything that we do. We're going to make sure we have the right answers when people unexpectedly ask us questions. We're going to be prepared when somebody... Thanks. Thanks, Tommy. We're going to be prepared to do stuff that we're not comfortable doing. Because this is what God did. Yeah. Right? This is, right? He sacrificed his son for us. Yeah. He wasn't comfortable doing that. Right? So this is what we're going to do. When we, when we sit here and we fill ourselves up and, we able, and we're able to assemble ourselves and we come together and hear other people's stories and hear what they go through and hear how they function, we're not going to turn away. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to sit here and talk about people. What we're going to do is we're going to sit here and help people. Yeah. How can I help you? How can I empathize with you? Yeah. How can I take you to the next step? How can I help you cross over? How can I show you my God? Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Right. Mary, why are you so happy? I don't know. I'm born this way. All right? I have things happen to me in my life. Horrible things. Things I don't talk about. Things I don't want my, hear, my kids to hear about. But I still smile every day. Right. Somebody asked me, how are you so happy in the morning? Because we look around and these are the things that God made. You see those beautiful trees? You see that ocean? You see that stupid bird? God made that. Right? This is this is the things that we need to share because how how else how else do we get this across? And how how do you smile every day? How do you smile with all the things you went through? That's the Lord. That's the Lord. Because my mom was not happy. My dad was not happy. My dad never smiled a day in his life. Except one time, but <laughs> just one time. <laughs> so I've learned from years ago, I, I grew up in a Catholic church, and it's not, I was not comfortable going there. I didn't like sit, stand, kneel. 
like, what is this? What are we talking about? Peace be with you. Also, what? As an adult, I hear these things. It makes sense. I don't know the kneeling and um, standing part. Um, I was away at school, we'll say. It's not really true. I was in a relationship. I lived in Delaware. And every morning, every Sunday, I had to go get him breakfast. I walked. I had to walk. I had to walk. We'd get him breakfast. And there was in this strip, little strip mall, a little bagel shop, there was this little building. Nobody knew what it was. But every Sunday, there was always music come out of there. I'd park my tail right on that thing of some gospel church, right on that sidewalk. And I would sit there and listen for 45 minutes, you know, until he would come find me. And then I had to go. But I'm like, what is this? This is great. I love this music. Yes, I like it. Where do I find that? Where do I find that? As I realized, God put Dave in my life for a reason. Because of church. And he was kind of cute too, but. And he's like, hey, why don't you come to church with me on Sunday? I'm like, I can't go to church. I'm Catholic. <laughs> like, I can't go to a different church. He's like, no, come on, really. So I guess after, I don't know, four or five times, he finally asked. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. I love this. I still can't carry beat. But I'm here, and again, for a reason, right? We grew this beautiful family. God blessed our relationship. And here I am standing because somebody needs to hear what I have to say. Because I had a love for the Lord when I didn't know I had a love for the Lord. I just thought it was some cool music. Right, so where are we? Right, we connected, right? So we're going to stay connected because we're going to talk about our love walk and how we have to fill and we're going to bless each other from our overflow and not from our cup that's always half empty. And when we're going to come together, we're going to learn. So, I think I just said this, right? So, when Jackson comes to me and says, so-and-so treated me like this, I don't care. He's like, what? How did you treat her? What do you mean? Did you open the door for her? Did you look her in the face? Did you shake her hand? And that's what I say to Uncle Dennis when he comes over and shakes their hand. Look him in the face. Jackson's like, what? So, now Jackson's like, Sean came over the other night. Hey, Uncle Sean, shook his hand. He walked in the door. Hey, Uncle Dennis, shook his hand. Because guess what? He's six. Because when he's 16, and he's at a job interview or talking to teachers, he's going to need to know how to do that. And these kids, every one of them in here, is going to have the love of the Lord on them. And that's what's going to come out when people see them and want to hang out with them. Not because so-and-so is not talking to me or they're going to be bullies and people pick on them. No. Because they have the love of the Lord. And that's what the people are going to see. Not they're cute and whatever. I mean that too because our kids are cute. Right? Our hunter kids are cute. So and that's what it's about. Like once you have that. So it's about how you're treating other people. Like I said earlier, you don't know what people are going through. You really have no idea. So if they look upset, maybe they need to be with you or be with the Lord or be hearing what you have to say. And maybe because they don't think that anybody else went through what you went through and just be the hearing ear and let people talk. And you don't always have to talk when others talk. Just be together and listen. All right, so the last thing, right, is going to be seek and pray. So here we have. We talked about what? We talked about know the word, fail not to assemble yourself. You're going to connect yourself with those scriptures, and now you're going to seek and pray. You may not always have those answers, but there's a bunch of people's, people's, there's a bunch of people in here that do. They may not always have the answer, but you know what does? The Bible. So I found during, during my study, if you just put like a key word, all this stuff comes up. <laughs> like it gives you all kinds of information. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I do that. I do that. <laughs> so when, you, when you're studying and, and you're spending the time with the Lord and there is an issue and you're questioning why is it taking so long for my blessing, just know your blessing's coming. We talk about seed, time, and harvest. That time is God's time. That's not our time. He knows when you're ready. 
He knew when we were ready. He knows when our church is ready. And it's about how are we going to get our information out of us into somebody else. That's what we want, right? How are we going to share our overflow cash, knowledge, inspiration? How are we going to share this with others, this overflow with others, to have them come and saved to be with the Lord, right? I mean, and that's, that's what this is about. That's what this is about. Um, real quick, I had someone ask me, just in random conversation, why do people always come to Christians for the answer? Like, why do Christians always know everything? Right? Like, why do they think Christians know everything? Like, we really do. Right? If we are really in the Bible the way we should be, we really have the answers. We have the love walk. We have the foundation. We have all the basic stuff we need to get through life, to stop world wars, to stop all this other stuff that's happening over here. We have it all. So when people come to the Christian foundation or the Christian world, or the Christian world it's because they know. They know that these people know, let's go find them because they're going to help us. That's right. All right. Okay. So when you're ready, when you're ready to take that step, you need to decide, are you going to go in, you're going to go over, or are you just going to get out the way? We prefer that you not get out of the way. We prefer that you dig into the Bible, you dig into the Word, and you put yourself where you need to be fill yourself up, and one day you're going to realize, man, I was put here for a reason. That's right. That's right. That's right. Alright. So. We're going to wrap this up real quick. So in Genesis 20 and 21, right, this is about um, Joseph when he was sold and he sees his brothers and they meet him again. So they were, they were automatically thought, oh my goodness, we did this to you. We put you here. Joseph said, I am not your God. I'm here for a reason. It was God's work. I forgive you for putting me here. Let me help you now. And bless them. And he blessed them. That's how we need to live our, live our lives. Don't take offense. Don't take offense. You're here for a reason. Whatever your reason is, you may not know it today, but you're going to need to know. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.